0: To the acclaimed podcast Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. NFL Week Five is here. We have a quarter of the season in the books. Uh, overall, I don't think the first quarter was all that surprising. Um, maybe the most surprising thing about the first quarter was there was only one game canceled because of COVID. So I guess good job to the NFL for getting, uh, 95 or 90 something percent of your games actually played. Um, here we go into the second quarter of, uh, of the 2020 season, Andy, before we get into these games, um, I think it'd be worthwhile to step back a little bit and look at some of the macro trends that are going on across the league, see if any of this uh, can help improve our process. Um, What are your thoughts about how your process is going so far through four weeks? Are there things you're looking to improve upon? Have you taken any meaningful lessons away from the football we've watched? We've
0: watched a lot of football the last four weeks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, unders aren't good. Although we are we are currently riding a 7 game under streak in the NFL.
1: Regression comes for everyone.
0: It comes for every <laughs> man. No, um like I joke about that that I'm terrified of betting an under right now, but I'm still going to have to trust my numbers after I make some adjustments some pretty smart people have made some pretty good arguments to explain, you know, exactly what's going on with the, you know, Rob Zola, Rufus Peabody. I almost said Rufus Wainwright. That's a completely different person, but yeah, the, the explanations for some of this, the scoring jumps we've seen, you know, obviously the easy one is the penalties. Like they're not calling holding. And like we just said, Rob had a pretty good chart for that. Um, Rufus ran some EPA numbers and, it's 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 like a point. It's like a point per game that we're getting from these penalties. So there has to be more to it, and I don't know if it's like we finally turned the corner. You, do you remember? In, in it wasn't everybody. There were still slow paced teams and teams that were and teams that had Carmelo on it, I guess. But like when teams just realized, oh, like yeah, we should just shoot threes and dunks. Like if we're if we're taking long twos, that's dumb. Like, I I don't know if just teams had enough time. Maybe we can thank Corona. Maybe it'll be the one silver lining from this whole thing. All these coaches couldn't go take their kids on vacation this summer, unless you're Dabo. I don't think he cared. But especially, you know, in the NFL, they had to take this long break from doing anything, and they spent some time looking at what's going on in the NFL, and they realized, like, oh, it's a passing league. Like let's just do that. I think we'll score more. And uh, I mean, what's your explanation? Because it's not all the penalties. And what's what's the scoring total right now? It's over like fifty a game. It was before last week. I haven't updated. Yeah,
1: I'll break it all down for you. Um, I think. Yeah, I feel. I
0: knew you had like the SDQL in front of you.
1: That was a good layup. Um, Week one, the average total on the board was forty-five point eight. Overs did well. The average score was 47.3. That's not that big. That's not that big. Even still, they adjusted up week two. We saw an average total of 46.3. Week three, we saw an average total of 48.2. Week four, it was 49.5. And now in week five, we are looking at an average total on the board of 50.2. Now, week two, three, and four – Um, the average points scored um, was north of 52. So the adjustment hasn't entirely caught up to the data we have for weeks two, three, and four. Um, So there could still be some room for adjustment. Either there's going to be some regression in scoring and it's going to come back down towards normal. When I say normal, I mean maybe like average over the 2019 campaign. Um, Or these totals are going to continue to adjust up until they get to the 52 range. Um, but either way it's uh, remarkable to see all this in action you know you see the market reacting to what's happening
0: we're living through history
1: yeah it's a it's what? the juice ball era for the nfl it's the juice ball era for the nfl the game yeah,
0: that's, that's another great analogy like it, it, there's been a shift like teams taking more threes the ball is different you know something i don't know i have no analogy for hockey I don't know. They put two bucks into play in overtime. That was always my idea. But like it, it's, <laughs> the whether it's a directive from and it has to be a directive from the league, and somebody swears they have you know information. It was like it, it was in the news, they're like it was printed. Somebody had an article. Like they said, they're gonna take it easier on holding calls. So a directive from the league combined with teams slowly inching their way towards passing more, and then if you are able to hold, and maybe that's the hidden part part of it. We're saying, you know, the, the smart people took the numbers and showed it it only added about an expected point per game. But th- maybe the hidden side of things, the Freakonomics side, you know, the hidden side of everything, I listened to an episode of that today, is the fact that if you can get away with holding, you know, and what they're doing when they're running their numbers, they're only taking the plays where there was holding in the past and looking at like what what would be the expected value of that play for points if the holding did got called or something like, you know, the, you can't look at every single play and say what if there's holding on here. So sure. if you are getting away with it and you're having success, like doesn't it kind of change your thought process on maybe it, it tricks an offensive coordinator or a coach or a quarterback or a whole team into like, oh, we, we have a better offense than I thought we did. Like, let's just oh, yeah. keep doing this. Like, uh, oh, this, the, you know, you have a bunch of plays that take too long to develop. You throw them out. You say, well, th- this, this sub package isn't working. It's taking too long to develop. We've got three penalties. We've got two sacks. Well, all of a sudden, the penalties aren't getting called. The sacks aren't there because they're allowed to hold. And this package stays in. And it's probably, if it's something like that where they're holding the ball for a long time, it's a throwing package. All of a sudden, teams are. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's getting more throwing. It's I don't. It's a butterfly know. effect that I'm way. Just, yeah. I'm, that just spit, I'm just spitballing here, but there has to be something else. And I guess we need to dig into that on teams. Yeah. Um, are teams just throwing it more? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you, we've had this whole rash of skill position player injuries too and it hasn't seemed to matter at all. I mean just look at the Packers. The Packers are trotting in guys I've never heard of before and they're scoring three touchdowns. Like it's oh, it's yeah. literally it's literally um you know it's it's much more scheme based that's kind of leading to a lot of success here. Um but you're probably right and realistically the best coaches in the NFL, especially the best offensive line coaches, like they got to be coaching these guys up to Hold subtly, right? Like, don't go so far as to make it obvious holding-wise, but, uh, you know, if they're not going to call it, like, you know, do it. Like, that was the Belichick special with pass interference in the in the Peyton, you know, the early days where he would flummox Peyton Manning every time they went head-to-head where they were just getting real aggressive with the receivers within, you know, and, uh, you know, Bill Polian lobbied to get the pass interference rules changed. Um, And they are calling pass interference at a pretty high clip too, which isn't hurting scoring either, by the way. Nope. Um, But yeah, no, just in general, offensive efficiency is up, red zone efficiency is up, quarterback play is up, even in the absence of a lot of skill position players uh, who are out with injuries. Um, So yeah, it's cool. Uh, The main drawback, at least from a handicapping perspective with all this, is that you really can't use historical distributions to inform anything. (laughs) They're, They're useless. Yeah, their firearms are useless against them. Um, <laughs> save <it's>, yourself. <laughs> save yourselves. The uh, yeah, the scoring distributions you have from years past. If you were using that to kind of do it and form a model that informs you based on ac- actual scores, uh, throw them out. Um, you know, if you are using percentiles that are based on you know quarterback uh, EPA per play or uh, you know completion percentage over expected, um, yeah, you. You're net, we're net positive in all of that stuff <laughs> right now. So everybody's doing well, um, and you know, so it, it's 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 definitely impacting the way that uh, handicapping can be done. Um, and I think even more so, it's driving a divide between the haves and the have-nots in the NFL. If you have a quarterback that can that can play the position well, um, you know, you're doing well. <laughs> if you don't, you are you know, completely useless. And uh, it's, uh, it's turning into, uh, you know, we're looking across this week five card and it's not a great card because there's not a ton of competitive matchups. And that's because there's a bunch of bad teams against a bunch of good teams. Uh, And the gap is huge. Like how many touchdown plus favorites are there this week? Like six, seven. Um, It's really, uh, you know, it's really surprising. Um, But the gap between the top and the bottom feels bigger than ever. Um, and you know I think i'm I couldn't find a dog to play this week. Did you play any dogs?
0: Um, not really, yeah, like you kind <laughs> of agreed like, and you know, it was Minnesota, Dallas, some bigger favorites. um I'm looking at a couple other ones, or not Minnesota excuse me, Seattle, Seattle Dallas, yeah, yeah. don't play Minnesota. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of decent-sized favorites. I'm I'm fine playing. We played a couple big ones last week. I was more than happy with the performance of the Ravens. I'm not quite sure what happened with the Rams. Like, we'll get we'll talk about. Yeah, that. Yeah, we will get to that. I do too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm. I guess it's the same thing as you see. I don't know. Let's say somebody posts a bet, and it's somebody smart. Yeah, and I mean talking like. A guy that doesn't post much either. You know, uh, Joey Isaacs, sure. somebody like that. He posts like a tennis bet, and you you see, and he says like, you know, I'm going to lay 200 with this with this tennis player. And there's always, you know, and, and you see posts like that. and There's also some assholes like, oh, minus 200. you Good, good pick. Way to go out on a limb, dickhead. And sure. You know, is, is is that, that, you,
1: that's usually you, but, but yeah, go you ahead. Know,
0: no, it's, it's usually me, but <laughs> you, well, well, I just see like er, anybody who is finally, and that's, that's like that early on in your learning to do this experience, you have that, it's almost like a, I don't want to call it an old wives tale, but a bit of a fallacy where it's sure. like, is bad because you teach people to shop around and you say shop around and it's like, well, don't. Don't lay minus 120 when you can lay minus 105 on the same handicap. If it's minus seven here, minus seven there, but you're paying 15 cents, obviously that's a big difference between that and paying, you know, minus 200 on something when you think it should be minus 500. You know the, the the biggest thing is like the the, ju- the juice. It, it turns into this fallacy where people like think automatically if you're laying a lot of juice, you're making a bad bet. You're making a dumb, amateurish bet. You're being, you know, very public. Square. You're, you're being yeah. square. You're being. You're just being overall, you know, dumb. Whereas the fact once you start looking at, and you know, obviously spread betting is completely different. That is just where you need to shop and do your do your adjustments from your half point adjustments, right. But when you are doing a money line sport, like baseball, hockey, even tennis to a certain degree, and you start fl- not thinking of them as prices, but as, you know, probabilities, win percentage probabilities, you know, your your mindset is going to change on that. And then I think the same thing goes for these big spreads. Like yeah. you can say like, oh man, laying the chalk, betting the over because, you know, public bettors or you know whatever you beginning bettors or people you know tend to bet the over the public tends to like the over and the favorite so people automatically just assume like big overs big favorites those are bad bets and it, it it's just not the case if if you think the number's wrong it's the same kind of thing whereas like you know if it opens minus 13 on on baltimore we'd like well it it probably should be on the other side of 14. I'm going <laughs> to, you're all right. Fine. Let's take it. You know, it, right. it doesn't matter. You can, it just depends how the markets open. We don't, you know, we don't make the opening numbers. Well, we try to, but, if there's a bunch, you know, if there's a bunch of favorites and overs that show value, I'm going to bet favorites and overs. If there's sure. an under, I think I like. I'm going to take that. And you know, I'm I'm never going to let that creep into my head. And be like, oh man, am I betting too many favorites this week? No, it's just like, yeah. no, I I don't think that number's right. I'm going to bet it.
1: Yeah, no, no, because there are some weeks where that's where the value is, and I honestly I think we might be in that window still in the NFL given all the setup here where. The gap between the haves and the have nots is greater than ever. The game is being officiated in a way that, you know, it has made offense even more important. If that's even possible, offense is even more important. Like, honestly, look across the league. Who even has a good defense?
0: Seriously, off the top of your head, who's got a good defense? Just our Colts. (laughs) Are they good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that.
1: Okay. 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 I can't wait to hear. Um, cuz realistically like it's it feels like i'm looking at all the de- statistics i have look like a direct reflection of the offenses they played and virtually no signal in terms of who's actually good defensively we're going
0: to get to that
1: there are some standout poor defenses i can get, uh, completely acknowledge that some going to play yeah. each other this week <laughs> yeah for sure Uh, but uh, but yeah no it's it's uh, it's all offense at this point and offense is all quarterback at this point um, for the most part and but with some exceptions you know there are some teams like Cleveland who do a good you know something well which is run the ball and lean on the strength of their offensive line and they're running the ball a lot right like you can't exactly you know criticize them for that but then there's other ones who can pass well like Minnesota that run the ball too much Uh, and yeah that's uh, (laughs) that's that's a problem. So let's uh, let's put a bow on this for f- observations from the first quarter of the NFL season and uh, get right into Thursday Night Football. Sound good? Yeah.
0: That sounds great.
1: Thursday Night Football continues to be kind of a stinker. Uh, not really interested in this Tampa Bay-Chicago game, although we are on a heater, dare I say, for our halftime, our, our halftime periscope picks.
0: We are on a – we are – We are streaking. Jared Uh, Stidham, (laughs) Brian Hoyer, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Doesn't matter. matter. Chiefs by
1: 30. Chiefs by 30. Um, But no, Tampa, Chicago, uh, is. it's been a weird market. I I have to say, this has been a really strange market. The look ahead uh, on this one was what, like five or six? Um, They opened it at five and a half. It went up. Um, Excuse me, look ahead was three. Look ahead was three. The Bears got their teeth kicked in by the Colts. Uh, They opened it at five. It got bet up to six, and then it's been constant stream of Chicago money coming back in. God bless you if you walk to the window and you put down a big fat Chicago ticket and move this market. (laughs) I'm not a I'm not a Tampa Bay guy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not a Tampa Bay guy. Tampa's offense. Yeah, their offense is. Uh, yeah, you mean what in terms did we of just injuries? talk
0: about for fifteen fucking minutes, Drew? Let's <laughs> maybe let's let's. Well, and you think about the rule changes. Let's find teams who can take advantage of the rule changes. Teams with good quarterbacks, smart quarterbacks, smart coaches, Offen, innovative offense, coaches, great offenses. offenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so you have two teams here, and you obviously, you know, I'm talking about Tampa, and then you have. Nick Foles looking poor. It was against a tough defense, but at the same time, like the the game plan looked bad. They didn't really they didn't get moving at all. He has one decent receiver. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is proving you don't need any decent receivers. Like just uh, the Nick Foles experiment feels like it lasts as long as management wants it to. I guess like it feels like it ends when they fire. I don't even know like what would happen there. Would would uh, Pace even fire? Um,
1: no pace is the pace is is the
0: problem. That, that's what I'm saying. If he if he fires the coach, it's like He's an indictment it's yeah, an of yeah, okay. yeah. So like I think I think I think Nagy yeah Nagy he might Nagy be,
1: can survive this. He might he
0: might be safe because like yeah paces move. If you fire Nagy, it's hanging yourself. So I don't know what I don't know what Nagy's going to do here. Um, I don't think Foles is the answer. Trubisky. Obviously had some struggles, but looked decent in flashes. If I'm Chicago, I have no idea what I'd do. Like this uh, is a yeah. team that was three and oh man, this was a three and team. Worst were- thing that could have oh, happened to this franchise. Yep, they were ex- people were excited about. Worst
1: this. thing, no, worst thing that could happen. Winning those games. Yep. The hell, do you do now? You're going to finish eight and eight or something crazy? Yeah. You're going to be completely out of the mix for the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You aren't going to be able to solve this problem the easy way. What? So. And that's bad because obviously the pieces around these guys are decent enough that they can compete and win games, <laughs> but it's, it's such a problem at the quarterback position and I'm shocked that people were willing to walk to the window and bet Nick Foles and Nat Nagy on a short week against Tampa Bay, whose defense, they didn't look great last week. They gave a million points to a rookie and Justin Herbert. Um, but overall this season, I think they have some very solid pieces and some very solid players and Todd Bowles is coordinating well um it's a clear kind of middle of the top tier of NFL defenses which means that they're a little bit better than an average defense I guess <laughs> and uh but the offense absolutely you know Brady's playing well the offensive line is playing well um they have a bunch of injuries to their skill position players but it has not mattered at all and i don't know why this line is moving so heavily in favor of Chicago best of luck to you i'm not yeah, uh, to I mean
0: i game. guess if you want to make the case i'll i mean i'll do 30 seconds devil advocate before we move on if you want to make a case for chicago having a really tough spot to start the nick foles experience from as a starter standpoint like it was it's a tough defense like it's it's not an easy spot to play like especially in the nfl where there's so many bad defenses right now like this isn't one of them but at the same time it's not like a good defense. This is a middle of the road defense that might be trending towards the bottom the bottom half. Like I'd say they're floating right down the middle and I don't know. Uh, I've looked I've watched part of these games. At times they look comp, you know, competent. At times Tampa looks like they might be one of those teams that's going to just not be able to hold leads and give up a ton of points. So maybe some people at 6, it's at home. I get it. I guess at the same time, I wouldn't have bet it. I
1: mean, they dared, they dared Justin Herbert to beat him with the deep ball because we hadn't seen him make the pass, and he made the passes. You know, they gambled and they lost. They
0: and they you know, have they, a they have a roster like there's a they're yeah they're run defense. Remember defenses. the roster it's last good. year? Like it was a good team. It's been yeah, a good team. Course. They have good pieces of that team. Chicago isn't that team
1: for sure. Yeah, I mean, seven of the points they gave up to. Um, to the Chargers were Tom yeah. Brady's fault, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and the other the, a couple of the other big scores, big plays that really drove the scoring in that one. I felt like were, you know, they were gambles, and you know, if, I granted, if you give Nick Poles the opportunity to hit a home run, can he hit it? Sure,
0: yeah, I've seen it happen.
1: Sure. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Um, and if that's the way they choose to play this game, then maybe it's Chicago is in this one. Um, yeah. but for sure, the uh, the total doesn't reflect that. It's a low total. Um. And took Tampa some understeam. 100s it's it's kind of coming yeah. back.
0: Um, it's over 44 minus 13. At P- so basically a 44 and a half. Yeah. Pinnacles just indexed. I um, don't know.
1: I don't know. I, my general sense is the there's not a lot of volume in, in these betting markets. I don't, in for Thursday night football, I just don't know if there a lot of people are applying this. Um, it's just so many guests, so many questions with how short the week is nowadays and especially with the COVID stuff. So um Tampa I guess with the you know they they they're moving you know they are they're, they're traveling that's hard uh, but uh, I can't see any other disadvantage for them in this spot let's talk about Sunday's games
0: huh Sunday 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 at the top of the rotation card oh we're both trying to we're both trying to put in the same number here
1: yeah we alternate don't you remember
0: okay i'll i'll do the next one we'll take turns We're trying to get these we're we're doing it and you know let us know if you if nobody's using that. Maybe we won't waste our time with this, but if you do like having the the times in the show notes so you can skip to a game that you really want to see, let us know, I guess. Because we're taking the time and we're fucking it up and it's not even going that (laughs) well. But we're trying our damn hardest. So the first one is Carolina Atlanta. Divisional games are back. It's been several weeks. This is a this is a team I thought would look a lot better on Monday night. So you got a team coming off a short week. They were actually a scheduled Monday night.
1: Oh, you jumped ahead, I,
0: way ahead. It's Carolina, Atlanta.
1: Oh yeah, that the Atlanta was. I thought you were talking about Kansas City, Atlanta. You're talking yeah, about Atlanta. this.
0: This was a scheduled Monday night oh, no. game. It wasn't yeah, surprise yeah. Corona Monday night. Atlanta is indeed. There was two Monday night games. Even if you're yes. old like me and didn't stay up for the other one, but. I really thought, I guess, that the offense would look better. I said, you know, this this team might be giving up points, but they still have a competent offense. And yeah, the Julio injury and whatnot. But same time, I, I don't know if that matters as much, nearly as much as I think Ridley surpassed him. Uh, certainly, I, th- I think a lot of people would agree with that. Carolina, oh, well, Ridley dropped the 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 uh, he
1: dropped the the cover game, ball. the cover ball. Yeah, he got you dropped the cover ball
0: um Carolina's sneaky good maybe the the joke you like we joke about this all the time when SAC one got hurt or anybody like that and you say does this make the team better because they're not you know they're not tied to oh shit we got to run this guy because Gettleman loves him or we got to run David Johnson because Bill O'Brien traded for him you know things like that. Geez, is Carolina better without Christian McCaffrey? Like they they kind of opened up the offense a little, playing it a little differently. And again, Teddy's not a bad quarterback. He's a perfectly fine starter in the NFL that'll just never he's never gonna like ascend to this level and take a team. You know, if he takes a team deep in the playoffs, it'd be something like, you know, a, a wild ass defense behind him or just some some weird luck like the Nick Foles here. So Yeah. It's a team, you know. I'm. We were really, really low on them, and we're fine making adjustments on that. Did you see the Pozzola tweet? About, no. Uh, some Bill Bills Nation is just the worst. Sorry if you're from oh, yeah. Buffalo. But somebody <laughs> went. Somebody, somebody went and just grave dug one of his tweets from way way back about Josh Allen sucking, yeah. and and he says and he just quote tweets the guy who said like, Oh, is this tw- tweet aging? And Pizzola's was like, I've made 40 grand in the bills this year. I don't give a shit if I was wrong. <laughs> <about that. laughs> he just basically like suck my dick. And, and, and you know, that was fun. It was a funny tweet. Cause he just, you know, wrecked that guy. But at the same time, it's, it's, it is true. Like, Uh, Rob's not an idiot. He doesn't care what he said six months ago if if he feels differently now because it's hard earned dollars you're putting into these markets and he's betting pretty heavily. Like I'm fine making adjustments on these teams. We were very low on Carolina. I've made, you know, I'm not I'm not saying this is like some playoff team, but this is not a rollover team anymore. This is not yeah. the team that we're saying, man, we don't. Uh, a big part of why we hated them was the uncertainty. New coaching staff, new quarterback, completely new coaching staff, basically losing the leader of your defense. Basically, it's like, uh, what's going to happen around Christian McCaffrey? And no, that's the piece we don't even have anymore. So it, it's fine. Like, let's let's keep our heads on a swivel, let's keep an open mind. Let's not become a prisoner of the moment, but I'm fine making very fast adjustments on some of these teams based on the stats and the stat sheet and what we're seeing on Sundays. So Carolina's obviously been upgraded. Atlanta is still a team I won't never bet. So let's move on.
1: (laughs) Uh, I agree with you. Teddy Bridgewater, I thought that was a good characterization. He's like, he's like the last quarterback that's like above the Mendoza line. You know, like he's like the last guy that like you can win with, you know, and his passing weapons are good. Like Robbie Anderson's gr- good. DJ Moore is good. DJ Moore's very good. Yeah, you have two. This is kind of like, you know, what you, you put a above the Mendoza line quarterback combining with two capable wide receivers, and you, they you can make magic. You can do cool things. Uh, and this Atlanta defense is ripe to get their ass kicked every single week. Um, and honestly, Matt Ryan era, Wait, is this coming to a, a crashing halt or a crashing end? Um, a year ago, I would have said he was borderline top five guy. Yeah. He looks good in certain games, but he's not making great decisions. He's he's his pocket awareness is failing him. Um, you know, he kind of looks. He's kind of reminding me a lot of sort of late stage Philip Rivers now, where he's very vulnerable in a in a soft pocket, um, and you know his ball is not as crisp. His completion percentage over expectation is down. Uh, and I think it's reasonable to wonder if the you know the Falcons need to blow it all up and start over. Um, this has they have a lot of whiffs of last year's uh, <laughs> they have a lot of a lot of whiffs of last year's Chargers.
0: Really, um, that's a good comp. You know. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't have a terrible big opinion on this game. I think Atlanta at home <clears throat> probably still should be favored by a little more than this, but at the same time. I'm not running to back Atlanta right now. Yeah, exactly. I I
1: stayed away from this game because the look ahead was Falcons minus three and a half. The adjustment was across three, which is big, but warranted. It's warranted.
0: Yeah, It's a big warranted change. And probably uh, if if you can find, if this market takes down, there's no key numbers anymore in totals, man. No. But I mean, if if this takes some under money, I might be the buyback. Carolina's defense gave up some big yards to like a rookie. Atlanta still has weapons, and Atlanta can be gashed with the best of them. We saw that on Monday. So yeah. short rest team might get gashed. Yeah, it's probably Carolina money line or nothing, and for me, that means nothing.
1: Nothing. Same. <clears throat> um, Raiders Chiefs. The Raiders do not have a good defense. And they're yeah. going up against the most potent offense in the NFL. The, um, wind, the autumn wind
0: is a Raider.
1: <laughs> the autumn wind is a Raider. The Raiders have had a very tough time, though, of playing competent football in Kansas City. Um, and not in general, not a great matchup for them, really. Um,
0: this, they an underdog?
1: Uh, they're an underdog uh, by a few points. Um, I'm seeing
0: Pinnacle as minus three and a half.
1: Oh, oh there's a one forty. in front of that. Yeah, There's
0: Pinnock, a one. <laughs> no, 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 no. They have three and a half minus 340. For some reason, oh. Pinnacle's off the board on that game, and the, the SBR oh. scraper is confused and it's pulling alt lines. So it's it pulling alt lines. It has oh. 62 and a half for the total as well, like an alt total. <laughs> so, yeah, the total on that is or it's 56 and a half. Total uh, side is 13. Obviously, Kansas yeah. City is the one laying that wood, and it's probably. It's fat. That's a
1: big-ass number. It's
0: too much, but again... That's
1: a big number.
0: What are you going to do there?
1: Uh, you're going to pass. This is dogger yeah, pass. It's, it's, yeah, this it's, is dogger pass.
0: dogger pass or super teaser.
1: Yeah. Don't <laughs> <back> <laughs> or super teaser. <laughs> Sweetheart teaser, huh? Pushes uh, um, yeah,
0: are can, lost. Canvas coming off teaser. an unplanned Monday night game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Kansas City. So they get the cover in the win against New England. Uh it was an ugly game though. Bill Belichick, kind of the only guy in the NFL who has a meaningful script on how to really contain Mahomes, how to really frustrate him. And uh he executed it well for a lot of that game. Uh you made the joke on the halftime periscope. You can really he can really only keep Pat Mahomes down for a half. Well, he kept him down for what, like three quarters about. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, and, and honestly, uh that was still in the balance if Pat Mahomes throws that ugly pick you know if Jackson doesn't drop it uh kind of on the goal line and they don't end up getting a touchdown out of that drive um it was still going to be up to uh you know Jared Stidham not to pee his pants but you know what i mean it was it was going to be close on the cover for that game um but uh, the chiefs now are in a bad spot this is you know they're they're huge favorites at home uh second week at home next week they have uh, they have a short week they have the bills on deck thursday night this is a first kind of Thursday night football game in a while. That's kind of piqued my interest, um, but that's, that's tough. You know, that's tough to put a full game plan together for are your ca- Raiders. Are calling
0: it a sandwich spot?
1: It's a sandwich spot in as much as good coaches in the NFL know you need to do two weeks of work this week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Andy Reid and, and uh, Andy Reid and, and uh, uh, Eric bien need to put together two game plans this week so that they can get uh, offensive packages implemented in short order before that Bills game. Because that Bills game is going to be may- way more meaningful than the Raiders. The Chiefs are winning the West. You can put a bow on that.
0: Yeah, uh, ask but, that in line. They already paid it out.
1: They already paid it out. That's right. <laughs> the Chiefs are winning the West. But the Bills are likely going to be undefeated, uh, presuming they're not going to play this week. Uh, the Bills are likely going to be undefeated. We don't know if it's 4-0 or 5-0 yet. Um, but whatever the case is, this is a race for the one seed in the AFC now. And short week for the for the Chiefs, I think, means something. Um, and I would expect that uh, the fact that their defense matches up so well with the Raiders' offense, that is to say, the one thing the Chiefs do well defensively is interior pass rush. Chris Jones is nasty. Frank Clark is nasty. They can do exactly what, what New England did Jones in terms something? of – I'm expecting him to play. I thought he was pretty That's close to being well able to go last yeah. week. Um, I think
0: it was kind of like a game time, or at least you know the day of the it game. Was, where they, it yeah.
1: was day of, yeah, it was day of confirmation he wasn't going to go last last week. So I think he's probably close or should be good to go. But whatever the case is, all you need to do is get a little interior pressure, which the Chiefs have always done against Eric Carr, and you make him look like a fool. And this is sets up well, I think, for them to um, not really have to unveil a, a very complex offensive system here sh- strategy. They can play a little closer to the vest.
0: Oh, um, Car Car throws three. Three interceptions and none of them are really good coverage. It's just pass. It's past You know, pass rush.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And or a lot of punts because he keeps skipping balls. You know, and and that's that's his mo. When you can get a little interior pressure on him, I think the Chiefs will be able to do that. I think this is going to be a close ish game, um, but largely because I don't think the Chiefs really have to do much to really differentiate themselves in this one. Um, reminds me Especially, a lot of their yeah.
0: – Need to be game planning two weeks ahead of time. You don't put in the fancy stuff for the Raiders.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's right. Because you don't have to honestly. And you know the the week two game they had last week in Oakland, um, Raiders got out to a hot start, scored like the first ten points. Uh, Pat Mahomes came back and scored twenty eight points in the second quarter, and that was it for the game. They put that they, they called off the dogs. They ran out the clock, and they that was the final score twenty eight to ten. Um, I would entirely expect that similar kind of factors at play in this game, low-scoring second half probably. I'm eyeing this under 56.5. Can you talk me out of it?
0: No, I, uh, I would tend to agree with that too. Same kind of game script. Game script that you would see, and by no means do I want to put Oakland in the same hemisphere as uh, the, the Washington football team. But you know, similar game <laughs> script to that where a team just has the other team's number and then, you know, in the Baltimore-Washington game, it was just a case of a big talent gap everywhere. And you yeah. see, like, you know, call off the dogs. Like, you're not throwing the 70-yard bomb to reek when you're up late in the third quarter. Like, it is a, a hilarious game, uh, a short stuff to Kelsey, just ball control. Like, you play the game that you would expect teams to try to play against you. Like control the ball just to get the game over. Don't so you don't have to sit there and watch Derek Carr fucking stub his dick all day. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I you know, once this reopens, assuming Pat Mahomes doesn't have
0: COVID, yep. uh, we're I'm taking an under. under. We've, we've got a, I like that. I like <laughs> that you went that way. that's okay. like the um, ol- that's like the only under on the board. I there's there's one other one later. <laughs> that's the there, ol- that's no, the only one I'm. Playing. There's one other yes. one later. I'll make a case for, but this one I'll actually probably that's bet.
1: That's the only one I'm playing. Uh, all right. If I can get 56 and a half and get under the key number of 56, that's, uh, that's something. <laughs> you so, don't want to, you, 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 Eight touchdowns yeah. is doable. Nine? I don't I think don't so. That's see right. It.
0: I always by um, the half point. You don't want to ruin your psyche. <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. Um, all right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Go ahead. What, what's, uh, what's next on the old docket there? Denver, New England? Is that for yes. real? Or are we just going out of order? You no, that's never. For real. You never ever want to go by. Oh, that is rotation numbers out of order on SBR. Well, God bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right, right? Yeah. So okay. is that open? Four fifty-five. Right Four fifty-five. Le- is that legitimately open? Uh, I don't. I know. haven't pulled up a book Let's anymore. assume it's.
1: Let's assume it's Patriots minus eleven with
0: Camp campline. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. There's better games, but uh, I'm not seeing it on the board for me at two books already. I would figure Patriots minus eleven with Cam, minus six or seven with Stidham. I don't think Hoyer's an option after what we saw. I don't know. Did you?
1: Who did you think was worse between those two? It was a toss-up,
0: man. No, no, for sure it's a toss-up, and Stidham might be worse. In fact, I think Stidham is worse. But at the same time, he at least has upside. Like Hoyer's upside is that he doesn't die. He's old. Like you don't, you don't want him like passing away on the field, I guess. Okay. So Can't rather get... than
1: breaking, rather than breaking down this game, you tell me, do you make a move for quarterback if you're pets? Cause no. I mean, Cam, New- Cam Newton's recovering from an injury, man. I know he's not going to have another COVID bout this season, but he's still somewhat fragile.
0: I think, I think you stick with Cam.
1: It's Cam-, Cam or nothing. He's your entire season. It depends on
0: Cam's health. What What are you going to go pick up? Like the Trubisky thing was a joke. Some post posted that. But at the same time, like, uh, what, I mean, I guess I can agree with it.
1: Make a deal with the Saints.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst thing. I don't know why they didn't know that before. The Patriots get stubborn at times. I think they can get stubborn with the best of them. But at the same time, there's a chance, and it's tight, because you do have the lag in testing. But there's a chance he could play. I don't think he does play. I think we see something else. But... Um, yeah, I'd stick with Cam. Well, what injury is? It? I think Cam was fine. No, no, no.
1: I'm Cam is fine. I'm, but he is still over the length of this season. You are marrying yourself to Cam Newton being healthy for the next twelve games.
0: What? You did it before the season. Why would you change it now? Like, what what has changed materially besides the fact that you know your backups are worse? Yeah, (laughs) I I think plenty of teams have bad backups. I I guess maybe make some moves on the waivers or see if you can steal somebody off a practice squad if you think you can make an upgrade at second or third string quarterback. But, no, yes, you're going with Cam, especially the deal you got with him. He's so team-friendly. No, 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 that I agree with 100%. I just mean for mean for backup. Yeah,
1: I just mean for backup. No you're 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 basically saying I thought you were talking
0: about replacing cam. No, No, yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure you're looking for something. Oh, I don't know how they feel about Stidham. We didn't and didn't get a fair shake. Like we haven't seen enough of him yet. He sucked, yes, he looked terrible. There's probably like it's it's his parents and one DFS guy who thinks Stidham's good. Like, there's three <laughs> people on the planet that thinks Stidham is good. I love, I love Siege, but God, he loves Stidham. I, I don't think he's good. I already got nicknames
1: again, for him. He threw that one touchdown pass, which was pretty average in my opinion. Oh Everybody yeah, he was Stid
0: the kid. Oh yeah, there ah, was, yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. Run, 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 run. A long run and then a four-yard touchdown pass interception called back by penalty yeah i mean it was, <laughs> yes. it was something yeah. so yeah i mean let's yeah let's let's talk about washington i i think okay. i'm fine with i'm fine with making a move for a backup quarterback i yeah. would probably look to have something better but at the same time you don't want to have to use a backup quarterback yeah I'd, I'd be more than happy that if cam you, you hope cam plays i don't think he does I'd probably 50-50 maybe yeah. less than that for this weekend just because of the timing I don't know if you need to worry too much about him practicing. I'm sure he could stay in shape on his own. And I don't know what you're putting in. You know, I don't know if you need to install a ton of different offense or if you can do it over Zoom with him. So, clues. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. No, I mean, you can probably roll out the same offense you used against the, you know, the Dolphins we've won. Like, yeah. you don't really need to do anything special. And you got a bye week next week. So, you yeah, know, it's, it's, yeah, we'll see. Let's talk about the Washington football team and another backup quarterback. Uh, we're going to see uh, another. We see another quarterback benched. Uh, this one's kind of wild. I don't know if I entirely get this move now. Uh, I don't know if Washington really has their head on straight in terms of their future, their franchise. Um, I watched a lot of that. Ravens- I don't think Hadkins can game. Have- Haskins was actually kind of figuring some things out. Uh, He has has chemistry with Terry McLaurin, at least. Um, And he doesn't have a ton of weapons. The offensive line is a huge problem. You know, you got a young quarterback who's constantly under duress and he's not playing well. Like, that's not surprising. And to kind of, after the fact, after you've made this move for Kyle Allen, who we know is not good, um, to kind of come out and say it's because haskins was you know, didn't understand or didn't have a full grasp of the kind of the playbook that's a really weird and unnecessary throwing the kid under the bus um he didn't have an off season you know you're installing a new offense without an off season a kid who, you know for a kid who got minimal snaps is in college even uh and didn't get a lot of attention in terms of development last year like we know his development was fucked last year because of jay group yeah. so it's it's weird that uh it's a weird doing move. this to him. It's a weird move. And Kyle Allen, uh, if that's even a neutral in terms of play ability, uh, I'll be surprised. I do not think he is an NFL quarterback in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why they're picking him. And I'm now very interested in this Rams number. But it's their third week traveling to the East Coast in four. It's a tough travel spot for them. And their offense looked shitty last week. Against the Giants' defense, who's horrible, so we really need to dig into what's going on with the Rams before laying this many points on the road. I think, um, and kind of specifically, can the uh, Washington football team defense do the same sort of imp- you know same sort of stoppage uh, that the Giants did, which was surprising to me. I thought the Rams' offense was going to run amok. I thought no, that Aaron so Donald was going to have a game. I thought Aaron Donald was going to be in, uh, you know, in Daniel Jones' back pocket, forcing multiple fumbles. thought Jalen Ramsey was going to be, you know, picks taking taking picks to the house. It was just an underwhelming performance from whistle to whistle from the Rams. Um, actually, really, from the first touchdown to the whistle because that first drive, they looked great. Um, but then never really again had the same dominance in that game. Do you think uh, that their offense – you know, they snap out of the funk in this Washington game and do you have a general feeling on what's going on with the offense and why they looked so bad last week?
0: I think they should be fine. Yes, that's it. that's the whole that's the whole tweet. Um, <laughs> um, we, we did we did make a case for we did make a case for the East Coast to west coast to east Coast back to the west coast and then playing a terrible team at home. Like, are you really gonna install the big? You know, uh, give the guys some easy practices. Let's not go throw the kitchen sink at them. Let's not install a whole new offense and put in a whole bunch of new packages for this week. We got the effing Giants coming to town. Let's just go out there. Let's grind out a game, easy win. Let's not uh, not make anything fancy. Let's not bust our ass. We've had a really rough schedule, and again, it continues back to the East Coast again. Not an easy travel spot, but again, another easy team. I don't know. I think you see more of the same, just like keeping it vanilla. Because who do the Rams play next week?
1: Um, well, they're back home in Super Actually. Slow SoFi Stadium. Um, Niners. Niners, big game. Uh,
0: if, Garoppolo <laughs> yeah, if Garoppolo isn't back, by uh, this oh yeah, week, they, they aren't
1: home. They're they're in San Francisco. It's, God, yeah, dude, it's a-
0: they got a four. They got a four and five. They have a bad schedule. Ugh. Yeah, what not, is up with that? Yuck. Yeah, I mean, maybe a teaser here. I don't think that they're at risk of dropping one to this team, but at the same time, I don't feel great about laying a t- uh, points with the team that might uh, might keep it vanilla at the end and get backdoored. Or vanilla during the whole game. And who knows? I, I think it's probably a downgrade to Allen. Like, if you made me bet this game, I'd play minus seven right now. I'm I'm in that same headspace,
1: and I'm probably going to lay the seven. It's minus one fifteen. This is stupid. The look ahead was nine and a half, and they made and the and the and the Washington football team made a bad adjustment with their quarterback. We don't know if Chase Young is good enough to go. Uh, the Washington football team defense in general has been underwhelming, um, and I you know the fact that you have such a bad offensive line in front of Kyle Allen. Uh, this is, this is a terrible, terrible, terrible spot, terrible spot. And I guess my general thought about the Rams and the giants last week giants have a defense that stinks, but where they're most susceptible is kind of the middle to deep part of the passing game. They can't cover wide receivers well in that space. And you saw it on the one Cooper cup pass, right? But the Rams have pivoted their offense to a short passing attack, which is kind of the one thing the Giants can do defensively in the passing game, if that makes sense. So it was almost like the way that they were intending to attack the Giants was the only way that it wasn't going to result in a blowout. (laughs) And so, and I think you might see the Rams look like this against other bad defenses over the course of this season. I got to feeling that just like the way that they've structured themselves is to compete with the good defenses, you know, the, with the strong pass rushes. like that's why they changed their system because they knew how badly they got beat up by the uh, incredible pass rush from, from San Francisco, right? Like they knew it, they needed to change things. And I realistically, like if this, if you know, if Washington's aggressive, they're rushing the passer often, if the short stuff is working against them, uh, then I do think you see a, a much better performance out of the Rams offense in this game, even if they're overall bringing a vanilla scheme to the table. Uh, I definitely don't think you go on the road and risk uh, you know, dropping one to these guys. I think you have to uh, give this a little bit of a, a unique game script. Even, if, even though you have San Francisco on deck, I think you have to get a, a, a get-right game here for your offense. So I don't mind laying the seven at all, realistically. This should be a 10-point game.
0: I like it. Okay. Yeah, and if uh, if we see pressure, it's usually going to be a little more outside pressure from Washington. We still don't know the health of some of those pieces up front. And the, the Rams have been better up front. The Rams' offensive line has played a lot better this year, especially compared to the beginning of last year when things were real rough. So, um, yeah, let's Strong move on. Move on to? You want to put a bow in the Bill O'Brien air? Yeah, Jacksonville, Houston. Um, this is one that I do have a lot to say on this, not a lot to say on the game, perhaps, but there was a couple people that were pretty fucking excited to go bet Houston. Like, oh man, let's it's time time to bet Houston now. And you know, it was like the knee jerk thing. And I guess I've had stuff like this too, where I've thought about something and then you think about it a little more and like, oh man, like is this even it's not even like an upgrade at, at all right now. <laughs> and it's still the same coaching. You know, Bill O'Brien was a terrible GM. He, terrible. He all time, all time bad. Go watch the, go watch that scene in Misery where she hobbles him. Poor James <laughs> That's what he did to this franchise. Dude, Miami is looking at chops. Oh. They're they're getting really good draft picks out of that that trade. That you know, Tunsil is a great piece, but man, Miami's going to end up with a really high draft pick out of Houston, who <laughs> was one you know, of the teams that was um, looking good to you know possibly make the playoffs again. Somehow they won the division a couple times under him, but yeah, it was more of the by accident. They had some talent, you know, the good pieces. On the division defense, was weak. the division wasn't something to be writing home about anyway. And you had a, a really good quarterback you found in the draft. You had a couple pretty good receivers, one damn good receiver, some great pieces on defense. It was never a bad roster. It was just mismanaged because they were never able to put the offensive line in front of him until way too late. And you know, and then you start like, oh, we have the offensive line now. You have the, now you have uh, time to hold the ball and get it deep to Hopkins. And like, oh, the guy with the suitcase getting on the plane to <laughs> Arizona. Thanks, you got me a super old running back. He's not super old. Though. I shouldn't say mean things about David Johnson. He's been okay, but yeah. Romeo not a game Cur- changer. Romeo cronell is a defensive coordinator. He's a defensive coach his whole life. He's going to take over. That's not going to fix your offense. The guy calling plays before Bill O'Brien, was he impressing anyone? Like, were, no. you, were you impressed early in the season? As no. They, you know, they lost to good teams, yes, but they weren't looking – Even reasonably competitive at times, especially on the offensive side. So you're going to go to the same kind of play calling. You're having an interim coach. Like there's no reason to go back Houston right now. You know, maybe there's a little bit of a bump, but I'm sure there's some sports psychology behind it. We should talk to Preston on that one. He's a sports psychologist, but you know, you get that bump. Like, thank you for filling
1: in the detail there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's not really. He just has a sports psychology degree. He's no, not technically than- a sports psychologist. It's better than oh, us, yeah. better than but um, um, yeah. It's uh, who's the Greg Williams wife? She's a sports psychologist. Oh, okay. okay. Kind of a looker. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if you, if you want to make a case for I gotta Google Greg Williams wife, but no, I no,
1: you're 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 if exactly. If you want to
0: right? make a, if you yeah. want to make a case, there's like some bump, like Ding Dong, the witch yeah. is dead. We're gonna play good, whatever. Bet him first half, I guess, but I wouldn't I wouldn't lay six with a uh, a team against. Uh, Minshew's look good at times. That team's yeah. not great, but that team is live to score, and the Houston defense isn't impressive at all. I guess where would they rank right now? The new DVOA numbers—they're in the bottom ten. Mush
1: of yeah. Uh, defenses. Yeah, yeah. They made. They just made the, mini, the They just made the Minnesota offense look good.
0: Um, yeah, and I, and I think something can be said like that. Minnesota offense was never going to look as bad as we saw them look. Like, those were outlier games. Like, Kirk Cousins isn't a terrible quarterback. He's just never going to be great. Um, Jefferson is looking good. Thielen's always been good. They have two good tight ends. They have a great running back. There's a lot of pieces on the Minnesota offense. That team is going to give up a ton of points this year, but they're they're not going to look like they did the first couple games where they were not scoring. So I I don't have a problem with them giving up some points to Minnesota. But at the same time, they gave up a bunch.
1: Yes, they did. Um, I agree with all your take on this, and you're right. The sports psychology thing is probably real. There's a pretty clear record of how a team performs after their coach gets fired, and it's there's a motivational bump, bump when the coach was not well-liked. And by all accounts, by all reports, there was fighting. There was draconian coachmanship on the part of Bill O'Brien that pissed off team leaders like J.J. Watt. He obviously pissed off Watson, And tried to make it up to him by giving him $100 million. And that apparently, you know, mended the rift for four weeks. But beginning and end of this handicap for me is uh, really comes down to Watson and what's going on with him this year. He's regressed substantially in like every major statistical category. And the only real thing different from last year to this year uh, is no Hopkins, which makes me very concerned that. My grade on him and my perception of him as a clear top five quarterback in this league was married, you know, or was informed a little bit, you know, a little bit too much by the fact that Hopkins made him look more accurate than he is. And I'm going to be watching very closely some of his um, completion over expectation numbers because there was just so many passes, so many drives came to a screeching halt against Minnesota, against Pittsburgh. Uh, against Kansas City week one, where he just couldn't make the pass. I mean, you know, granted, his receivers were dropping things, too, especially in that Kansas City game, but he just couldn't make the deep intermediate pass, uh, you know, get his guy uh, you know, to convert those longer third downs. Um, and you know, his offensive line is failing him, uh, and I think some of that is because his receivers aren't creating as much separation, getting his open. Um, and I don't know that that changes just because you fired Bill O'Brien, who was a, uh, you know, who was a terrible general manager and uh, had a poor concept of how to sequence and run plays. So uh, this is dog or nothing. I don't want anything to do with Houston in this spot, but um, I can't find enough good reasons to back uh, Jacksonville, especially with some of their key defensive players a ailing. Um, it looks like Jack, Miles Jack and Henderson are going to go. Um, it looks like Hayden will not. Uh, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> either way, it's uh, it's still not a great defense. If Houston does have any motivational, bump, you
0: know, they can they can cover six. So uh, I'm going to steer clear of this one. I'm going to ask Cheetah on Twitter right now. Mm. Ask resident sports psychologist. I like it. I, don't uh, know if we'll I have nothing. For- but-
1: yeah. What's a fair price on whether or not Buffalo Tennessee will be played? Uh, and what should Tennessee's penalty be for violating the COVID rules?
0: You ever see that 30 for 30 on SMU? <laughs> Death penalty. That's penalty. Death penalty. You know what? Um, Death penalty. Uh, Houston has two teams now. The Oilers return. The Oilers. <laughs> we do what we do, uh,
1: That's f- unprecedented penalty.
0: Unprecedented penalty. The Tennessee franchise is folded. Houston is granted a <laughs> uh, expansion franchise, which they can call the Oilers because I, nobody's using that name. It's like getting the New Browns back, and yeah, man, like and the uh, the world Oilers, is treated. you are gonna be lit! Oh my yeah. god, crosstown rivals, and the world is treated <laughs> to. The uniforms of the Oilers, a lot of the youngsters don't remember how fucking awesome, the baby blues with the red and white, those are really good uniforms. Um, In all all seriousness, no, they should forfeit this game, probably lose a draft pick, I have no idea. Like, probably first-round pick and forfeit the game. Mm. Uh I don't think it's played.
1: They had and a second
0: the, case they had a second one this morning that is now kind of in the air. They're saying they're gonna retest that person because it's like uh might be a false positive, but at the same time that and I said this off the air. I've said this to other people. this wasn't a couple pitchers for the you know Indians going to a bar or wherever they went or some uh, some players going to the casino. this was a team activity this was yeah. this was put together by the team. So you had coaches, you have staffers, everybody's out there. You're, you're told you're not allowed to practice and you do it anyway. As the team, like it's one thing for some players to screw up for it to be that high level, like the NFL swift justice. You have to just like they do with house in the NBA bubble. Like, all right, you're done. Nobody, and nobody else is going to goof around if that's the case. So I yeah. would say swift justice. Yeah. Forfeit in the draft pick. And oh, okay. I, I doubt they play.
1: Uh, so the Buffalo Bills get a free win. Is that fair? They were yeah. going to get a win anyway with all the guys on on COVID
0: IR. We are going to lay the points with Buffalo here. That's the, I was dying to. Yeah, that's the only that's the only downside to this. We were going to bet mm. Buffalo and we were going to win. That was a free mm. unit. If Talk you had it. a pre, if you had a preseason Buffalo plus one and a <laughs> half on the
1: look ahead, uh, is that greater to win because of the forfeit? Is there an actual score goes in the book
0: right? Oh. Thank you. Thank you for this (laughs) layout. Yes, I watched the shout out John Boyce. I watched the skorigami video, and the official rule is a forfeit goes down as a two nothing win. I doubt the books would grade that as a <laughs> win, though. That would be hilarious. Maybe that the best would win. be if it was look at it was
1: like Buffalo minus two and a half and they graded it as a <laughs> one. <laughs> they they, they free rolled your ass. Oh Tennessee
0: covers. Unfortunately, five dimes is no longer with us. Otherwise, we would have to worry about that. So, they would yeah, avoid the Tennessee so, and grade the Buffalo. So, right I, and you know what? <laughs> if, if they play that game, maybe we'll. We'll tweet out some thoughts on that or tell you why we bet it because we will. I dig it. All right. Well, I'll tee up, uh, I'll tee up this next one. <clears throat> All right.
1: How many more weeks in our lives do you think we will be afforded the opportunity to walk to the window and place a bet against uh, elite Joe Flacco? This might be it,
0: right? Yeah. That, that AC joint isn't going to take forever to heal. Um, <coughs> just right off the bat like let's cut through the shit it's a downgrade right it is hey, I, it is absolutely if there were yes. people if, trying to if, make pace, hey, an upgrade. Hey, if
1: if the jets if the jets had a t- the colts offensive line if the jets had the browns offensive line if they were just a, a monster unit this that could protect that yeah. could give him they could afford him all of the time in the world they might be able to take some deep shots and hurt the hurt the cardinals you know they may be able to they would be able to probably but this offensive line for the jets is such a problem their skill position players are nowhere to be found. And Joe Flacco is going to be a sitting duck back there. Uh, you know, if there was, uh, you know, I, I, if there was a prop on over under Chandler Jones' uh, sacks in this game, probably like two and a half, um, you know, he should snap out of his funk. Uh, and realistically, uh, you know, Cardinals are getting some defensive players back. Kyler Murray is going up against a passing defense that has virtually no ability to stop what he does in the passing game. Uh, this is a perfect matchup for Arizona's offense to get Right. Uh, And I would expect that they leave the Jets in the rear view mirror um, pretty early and pretty easily in this one. Um, I laid seven and a half off the open. I feel like a dope because it got down to six and a half. I bet more six and a half. Uh, So now I'm double dipped on this game. Uh, Joe Flacco better not, you know, better not (laughs) screw me here. Um, And honestly, I'm, I'm marginally worried about this kid who's backing him up. Somebody Morgan uh, I did a little bit of research on him, and there is like there is like positive buzz. There is not there is some positive buzz. If Joe Flacco sucks, or if Joe Flacco gets his his clock cleaned and knocked out of this game, and Joe Morgan comes in and backdoors the six, seven and a half or six and a half, I'm going to be pissed. Um, but this game should be ten. The Jets, in their current form, you know they they are at the bottom of the NFL. Um, I'll
0: cold water just Arizona. Is taking a step back from last year. The defense, sure. the defense is still not good. You know they're too dependent on a couple of players. They have big, big holes in the defense. Offensive line still not got their shit together. Um, and Kyler has made some bad decisions. But at the same time, I, I can't. I'm not saying like I'm going to bet on Joe Flacco in 2020. Like, uh, that's just, you know, counter, point, counterpoint, I guess. Um, Arizona's, <laughs> Arizona's, yeah Arizona's look tough. This is probably a get-right game. Joe Flacco's them. not even healthy.
1: He's been dealing with back and neck shit. Dude, like, my, my neck, my back. <laughs> <laughs> a Super Bowl why, don't you, why don't you
0: tell me about your Pittsburgh Steelers and
1: why are they only playing seven?
0: I don't know. Lord knows, because the, the Lord wants me to have some money. Um, I, recency bias. Philly winning a game. Philly having a, a wild second half against our wishes and winning that game. I guess is is there some bias built into that? Getting probably getting Alshon back. I guess that's a, a little bit of an upgrade, but at the same time, it's it's a bad matchup. Like if if you want if you want Wince to be good. You need him not running around, getting hit, running around under pressure constantly. Like, uh, you know, we saw a beat up Niners defense that I mean, how much how much pressure do you think the Niners would have gotten fully healthy on a wins compared to what they did? They did get in that game because they still had some pressure. Not but much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were some, but like Pitt, Pittsburgh's front four, Pittsburgh's front seven, getting pressure on Wince. I think that's a, a key to making him look horrid. I think this is probably a game we see some turnovers from Wince, probably some poor decisions from Wince. I mean, it just it's it's in Pittsburgh, yeah. The the number is
1: at home off the bye.
0: Yeah, the number is just markedly wrong. Like, let's say it's one and a half. Make the the home field one and a half. Let's give them a half-point bump for having a bye. You can say what you want about the bye not being planned. They still had a long – you know, once they called the game, all right, we have a long time to prep for Philly. We can sit here and watch them play – was that Sunday night game? Yeah. Play a Sunday night game. We can just keep prepping. We've had – yeah, off a bye, off at home – I just don't. I don't know how he can make this less than, yeah, less than like eight and a half. If I look at my numbers, like seven's a gift. I hate to say that. I'm like we're just gonna bet favorites. We're just we're just laying chalk everywhere. But at the same time, my numbers don't like this. Um, Philly with that sec Philly with the receiver issues they have against a better secondary. This isn't a, a Kilo with, Witherspoon and. The, the corpse of – I don't even know if some of those guys played, man. Uh, keeping track of the Niners roster is like a full-time goddamn job right now. But it's a better secondary. It, it so is, yeah. We'll say it's a better secondary. It's a better defense as a whole. And the offense is, you know, getting there. Ben looked a little yeah. rough the first half of the first game, but he's starting to get comfortable. He's had a week to rest his elbow. And they have some weapons on offense. I love – the fact that they're not just turning into some running team again, that they're having—you know—they have been back. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I have to say about it. It's a it's a way better offense because they're not dealing with the shit from last year, where you're just wasting good receivers. I think they have some decent receivers, <laughs> decent tight ends, decent running back. The offensive line's been looking good. Like it's kind of an ugly team because they haven't like blown somebody out yet they've let teams back into it. But at the same time, it is going to take time to get Ben acclimated back into things with no preseason being a 40 year old quarterback or whatever. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I I can take all the negatives I want against Pittsburgh. I can't make this number less than eight.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't disagree with you. Uh, and I would have played it, except I feel like I have a better angle of attack on the over. Um. Your points are irrelevant that Wentz was under duress against that Niners defense. And if the Niners were fully healthy, it would have been even worse. But he did show some kind of his telltale trademark escapability, you know, where he does the thing rolls out hard, you know, know, gets gets his feet off the ground instead of getting tripped up. And, uh, you know, does his Houdini stuff where you're like, how in the hell did he avoid a sack there? Uh, and then just chucks downfield and makes a nice throw like that. There's There were flashes of that against San Francisco that I think um, you can take away as a positive if you're an Eagles fan. Um, and the fact that he's getting weapons back in the passing game has got to be positive. Um, offensive line is a question is a problem, but just knowing that he can escape, I do think the Eagles can score in this game. Um, and I think the Steelers are going to score – with their eyes closed.
0: Like Sergio Garcia <laughs> putting uh,
1: it seriously. What
0: this
1: is, this is a great matchup for them in every way, shape and form. They get Deontay Johnson back healthy. Their offensive line is getting healthy. Uh, you know, Ben's got a week to, to rest his ailing elbow. This is perfect. Perfect for them to come out and just kick ass offensively. And we're staring at a 44. I feel like I went back in time. And this is lined like a different NFL. Like, what is the implied score for this game if it's
0: 44? It's like. Uh, 20, 20, 20, 26, 22. That's not right. 25, 22. Oh, no, Jesus Christ, I can't do math. It's like. So 26. Like, tw- half. 18
1: yeah, to 25. All I know, it's like 18 and a half to 25 and a half. So we'll just say 18 to 26. Uh, I don't see how either of these teams stays under that number uh, unless there is just massive yep. red
0: Expert zone inefficiency.
1: Total. Yeah. So Yeah, so this is uh this is a good one for over 44 and a half for over 44 flat minus 110. I'm shocked that bookmaker moved it across 44. They gave they've moved it down to 43 and a half and they uh, they're taking they're asking a lot of juice. I wouldn't lay 43. You know, I wouldn't pay the juice to get under 44 cuz I don't think this is close. Uh, this is a game that I have uh, closer to 50. Uh, and, you know, this, I, honestly, this is, uh, th- I have this game uh, as one of the bigger, um, bigger edges to the over that we've seen all season. And I don't understand it. Do you, am I missing something obvious?
0: <sighs> Just Pittsburgh off a of bye. Defense plays well. Wince doesn't look good. I, I don't know how we, uh, yeah, you're probably right. Like Pittsburgh should score in bunches. It's kind of my thesis here. That offense should look good. That defense has struggled at times. Injuries. Yeah. I mean, what's Pittsburgh's injury situation? Like nothing?
1: Basically. They have a couple of um, couple of guys who are dinged up um, on the offensive okay. line still. But.
0: Yeah, you had that offensive line. I knew they had something. You lose track of a team when they have a corona cancellation. <laughs>
1: That's a good point, man. Uh, that's a great point. All right, well, over 44. That's my favorite total of the week. Um, I could see it get that right there. Probably won't, but good. Why don't you tee up the, uh, the other... Uh, ooh, ooh, we got an a AFC North. AFC uh, a Black and Blue division matchup.
0: Throw out the records, because we are looking at a divisional game with a big damn spread. This one is a little off, a high I damn think. total. yeah <laughs> this so is... do the do the flip-flop you've got Baltimore was what 14 on the road yep so they would have been let's just let's call it a point and a half both ways they would have been 17 17 and a half at home yes so Cincinnati's roughly four four and a half points better than Washington seems like a lot actually. It kind of does when you say it out loud. You <laughs> got a win, which was impressive, but at the same time, Jacksonville is, you know. A, they couldn't get out of their own way in that game. Yeah, Jacksonville couldn't get out of their own way. Jackson, and Jacksonville, I'm not sure Jacksonville was stopped. They scored in like every drive. I think both teams, right. Both teams scored so much. It was just a really bad red zone performance actually by both teams. Playing Just a couple bad defense playing against each other and giving up a shitload of points. A lot of them were field goals. That game should have probably had, you know, 15, 20 more points than that did. We had some bad red zone performances, both sides. Mm. Um, yeah. Are we upgrading Cincinnati off that win?
1: No. No. But no. at
0: the same time, are we, you want to lay it with Baltimore again? Who do they got on deck?
1: No, I don't think, because uh, th- your setup of doing the math was, I love that shit. I love it. It's fun to do it, it's fun to think about it that way. Um, Baltimore Washington football team got their home field advantage in that game. It was zero. Yeah. There was nothing built into that. Number. <laughs> that was zero. And yeah, you know, reasonably in this game, Baltimore home field advantage. I don't know. Maybe one, know. probably zero. <laughs> I mean, this is not, this is, you know, we're not in a, uh, in an era where home field advantage really means much unless it's a very specific situation. This isn't one of them. So, um, really, uh, you know, if you're telling me there's a point, point and a half difference between Cincy and Baltimore, I mean, between Cincy and um, Washington, that sounds fair. Uh, and 13 does sound seem reasonable here. Um, I would make this game 14. Um, I don't not run into back. I'm not running the window to lay 13 with Baltimore in division just because uh, we talked about it. Uh, you know, I like Joe Burrow, song. Joe Burrow, don't quit. Oh, Joe Burrow, don't quit. He plays till the final whistle. He scores touchdowns even if he's down 20-something points. Um, and this was the other
0: under I talked about.
1: Yeah, I'll listen to the case because Simi- I, I, just, I agree. Sim- similar yeah.
0: game script. Um, Baltimore beats up on him. Baltimore plays slow. Baltimore doesn't show a lot. Baltimore knows they have to play this team again later in the season on the road when Joe Burrow has more experience and possibly is a tougher out. So Baltimore just goes in there, does their thing, similar to the Washington game. You're a much superior team. You don't go showing things to other opponents. You don't put stuff on film. You just go in there, run a lot of base stuff. You overtake them with your running game. You have four good running backs if you count Lamar. You have some decent weapons on the outside if you do need to convert some longer third downs. Just go in there, score your 25, 28 points, get home. I don't know if they cover but I think they definitely stay under. I like under Cincinnati team total under. I don't think this defense is getting the respect it deserves off the Chiefs That's game. A great point. Yeah, it's 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 probably an under look for me. I'm I'm
1: oh, I'm not going to be it.
0: I'm doing the it. blitz
1: the blitz uh the blitz heavy uh Wink Martindale system. I guess yeah, the offensive Joe. line. I guess this off Ooh, oh dude. Joe. Make it through the game healthy, Joe. This, you know, these are these are the kind of games you worry about a kid like, you know, if his frame and his size and how many times he's going to get hit. It's, it's going to be a lot. Um, yeah, I I agree. Under is a solid. Under is a solid solid look. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I agree with your points. Man, now I'm thinking hard about playing it. Uh,
0: what the, what would Cincinnati's team total be? So 25 and a half, Why is this off the
1: board at uh, Why is this off the board at Penny?
0: curiosity. Is it uh, the Lamar Jackson injury? I don't know if Penny's having problems because there's some weird stuff going on with some of the lines scraping from them. It's not on the
1: board right now currently.
0: Where at? Anywhere?
1: uh, Let me look. uh, I was just going to see what the best price I could get on that under was and it's not there. Um,
0: (sighs) Yeah, he he didn't practice today. I don't think they said they're not worried. Yeah, that's you know, it's out of you give me RG3, maybe I like the over or the under even better. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, what do you think are so, All that? right. Um, moving on to Miami San Francisco. I don't yeah. know if I have time to say on this yet because we have some uh, possible changing at the quarterback spot. I don't know if it matters a ton, you know. The the joke about the upgrade downgrade doesn't matter, but at the same time, it's not a big difference between Mullen and Garoppolo. Garoppolo is obviously better; otherwise, he wouldn't start. Maybe some people would have a argument saying that coaches don't know that anyway, oh, and maybe anyway. He should. But I think. Uh, I think uh, San Francisco should continue to get some upgrades as they get people healthy throughout the season. Granted, they don't continue to have more injuries, I guess. That would be a bad deal for them. I'm trying to find them on the board. Are they one that's on of order, too? Oh, they're right above Denver, New England for some reason here. So, totals 48 San Francisco is favored by eight and a half, nine, depending where you shop. Probably about right. This is probably a decent teaser leg. Miami heading out to the coast. It is a later game. It's not the noon game for an East Coast team, but still, tough travel spot. Not a good team. They just played a tough team, and the Niners getting a little healthier here. Teaser spot. I don't think about. I don't think I want to lay the points. And uh, another one where I lean under if it ticks any higher. If this if this takes off, <clears throat> and we see 49, I'll buy back on that. But sure. right now, total I'm fine with. It's probably close. Yeah.
1: I think it's a little high. Um, I think it reflects home field advantage. It's a little high. It's not warranted. But at the same time, Miami couldn't get that cover last week against Seattle in the absolute perfect spot for them. They couldn't get the cover. Uh, so who's to say they can do it against San Francisco? Um, and San Francisco was disappointing last week. And as noted, San Francisco and LA on deck, same kind of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of moving parts in this one, reintegration of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, bunch of injuries across their defense, still cluster injuries, at quarter cornerback is a problem, but, uh, uh, you know, can Ryan Fitzpatrick take advantage of that, especially with the injuries they're dealing with on their offense? Probably not. Um. I, don't, I just don't have any, any read on Miami, really. Period.
0: <laughs> and no, and they, they've said they're going with uh, it's Fitzpatrick for now. Still, they're not ready to trot two out. So I, I don't know where the team's at from a mindset standpoint. You know, they know they know what they are. It's still a roster that's coming together. It's a team I like, but I don't think they're going to trot out to San Francisco and get a win just because we saw Philly have a nice second half against this team. Um, Gonna keep an eye on the keep an eye on the old uh, injury report here for Dallas or Dallas. Excuse me, I'm looking already at the next one for San Francisco and yeah, more good news. Any good news for San Francisco and it's it's anywhere eight and a half. I'm gonna probably grab a teaser on that. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's a good call.
1: Um, riddle me this one: Dallas Cowboys are the look ahead. For this game against the New York Giants at home was 11. It's nine and a half. So they moved it across 10. Is that because they have upgraded the Giants based on the feisty play against the Rams last week? Or is this a downgrade on the Dallas Cowboys? And what is the downgrade based on?
0: Little column A, little column B. Okay. What should okay.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's mostly advantage. a downgrade on Dallas, don't you think? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I forget how many times I've seen it tweeted this week, but the Giants have what two or three touchdowns in four games. Yeah, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a good. Team. That's not a good number. <laughs> no, that's not good. Uh, no, if, Jason, you, if James, you want
0: to take advantage Jones. and beat Dallas, you have to have an offense that can do it. Yes, because their main weakness. So if if you go strength on weakness, like uh, the Browns did with a a nice offensive game plan and some, you know, all pro weapons, you probably win. You score 49 points. You were also gifted a couple nice turnovers and some nice positions. You took advantage of it. You scored a shitload of points. Um, and then we also saw what Dallas' offense can do, especially if they get behind and they are you know cornered like a, like a rabid raccoon. They will come at you and they will score points in bunches. The offense for the Giants doesn't have, you know they used to have an OBJ, I guess that's that's fair. But uh, the Giants offense does not have the same bite, obviously as what we saw from Cleveland. And Not even close. Yeah, not even close. So to, to so it's weakness on weakness, and then the Giants' defense—it stinks. You know, it's not great. You see that offense do anything uh, again? Uh, um, they play hard. God bless them. Yeah, bless, them their hearts. Hearts. bless their hearts. Bless their I'm losing a little faith in the Dallas. Uh, I mean, losing—it's gone. I've lost faith in the Dallas coaching staff. But even even they can't screw up. You know, completely, and not let this offense work for for the, the the entirety of the game. They might screw up a full quarter, but this offense is going to accidentally score thirty five points at this team. It's they difficult. did it twice
1: last year in their sleep. They could have they could have scored fifty. total times they the last Yeah,
0: I laid I laid a nine and a half here.
1: I did too. Yeah, I, and I don't think I think I think this is one way. Now you know this is this has twenty something point lead at halftime, and then. It's a matter of just avoiding the back door, um, which I think is doable because I really just don't have any faith in what Jason Garrett and the Giants are doing offensively. Um, and, you know, the Dallas is getting some parts back on defense in terms of injury health. Uh, they still have issues on the offensive line in terms of healthy bodies, but Giants can't pass rush, so who cares? Um, you know, who gives a shit? Dak Prescott really should. Absolutely, feast here. This is so much easier a test than he's been faced with um, uh, over the last couple of games. My rage. He really hasn't been playing very tough defenses anyway. This one is especially easy because there's no pass rush. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be fun to see him see what he can do. I think Dallas can score 49 in this one, uh, and I wouldn't bet the over because who the hell knows what. Kind of point output you're getting from the Giants might not be enough to get this to home. So lay the points with the favor. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a big number.
1: Okay, let's just drop down into uh, the most interesting handicap of the week, and it's not close. Everyone's got an opinion on this. Probably should have stayed away. But, yeah, no, we got in
0: early.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> got in early uh, on the Colts at a pick'em, recognizing that there was going to be some market movement in that direction
0: two, yeah, just to it is a two-way action market there's two ways oh,
1: yeah. oh yes there is and i get it too as this got closer to three i was kind of looking around like all right do we buy back on three or or what because this is going to be a good game like this isn't uh you know anywhere like i wasn't going to buy back on uh bears against the colts uh i wasn't going to buy back on um Vikings against the Titans. You know There were some other short prices we got that were going to cross three that I was not considering buying back on. Um, this one is for sure one that I was because Indianapolis has a couple of meaningful injuries, and I don't know if Darius Leonard is going to take the field. Uh, they're missing a second linebacker with thumb surgery this week probably. Um, yeah. And that puts a ton of pressure on the defensive line to match up against what will be their toughest test, which is the Cleveland offensive line, who is performing very, very, very well. So far this season, the key advantages, really, though, for Indianapolis and why I thought pick them at minus one ten was a fair play, and why I still think it is a fair play, um, are Baker Mayfield still, you know, his numbers have looked great relative to what we expected from him this season, but uh, the defense that he's facing with Indianapolis and what they're doing with their cover two scheme, the resurgence of Xavier. Rhodes, which is something I never expected to say in my life, um, are all going to be tough for him. And I can see this being a poor matchup for him in the passing game. Um, it's exactly set up for him to show us bad Baker. It's exactly set up for him to take chances, throwing into tight windows into zone coverage and giving up, uh, you know, giving up back breaking picks. And, you know, if Cleveland rolls in and it's just like, okay, fine, we're just gonna run. You know, we'll just run and you know control the clock and dictate the game. Um, you can only do that so much with Baker at quarterback. He's eventually going to try to take a shot, and I think that's going to hurt them. Um, Indianapolis plays keep everything in front of us defense. Uh, that works well against this type of uh, this type of a quarterback, in my opinion, and uh, I think. Indianapolis's ability to run and put away a lead is real as well. That seven-minute drive they had in the fourth quarter against Chicago was just a thing of beauty. I know it didn't manifest in a touchdown, but it took so much time off the clock and really prevented Bears from having any meaningful shot to come back in that game, and it was awesome. No the reason they can't do that again here, Cleveland's only strength on defense is Miles Garrett. Um, you can neutralize him with your pass protection, which has been fine so far this season. And Indy's offensive line is top five in my opinion. Um, so I think Phillip Rivers is going to have time. He's you've got some emerging passing threats and who have kind of stepped up into the absence um, of you know of Paris Campbell and um, and Pittman. And uh, I think Indianapolis is going to be fine offensively in this game. And if anything, they're due to regress positively in terms of red zone, red zone production. Um, they've been uh, kicking way too many field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. And I think uh, Colts can uh, you know. Convert a couple this time, put a little scoreboard pressure on Cleveland and force Baker Mayfield into the bad passes. And I think that's why they ought to be the favorites, and that's why pick one ten was a fair play. Do you have any other thoughts or have you have you wavered at all on this?
0: I have, I the same have, kind of I have because, because of the injuries. Yeah. Like Leonard's not going to be great. It, um, my main thesis on this was it goes back to like the the Green Bay thesis, and I'll I'll use this one because I was right. But we talked about Green Bay going into week three. And we said, Minnesota's secondary is horrid, and he torched them. Detroit lost everybody in secondary, went into the next week, and got, you know, boat raced by Rodgers. And, you know, they're playing with a bunch of replacement players. So it's like, is Rodgers good, or has he played nobody for a defense, especially secondary-wise? And I said, you know, it's hard to tell. And you gotta you gotta almost look at some stuff outside of I don't know it's probably impossible task I'm asking is looking at a team outside of who they're playing. It, it's hard to judge a team because you can only play who you're playing. And I said like a really a really good offense a really bad offense might torch those teams because sure. they're secondary stock, but a really good one would too. And it's hard, it is hard to tell the difference. And that's where you got to make some judgment calls based on other things. And we kind of came to the agreement that we still thought Green Bay would be a good offense. And I think a lot of people are ragging on the Indy defense. Like they're getting too much love. They honestly are. You know, the, the metric saying it's the best defense in the league, because it's not, it won't be. At the end of the year, I don't think it'll be the best defense in the league. But people are taking it too far the other way, saying, oh, they haven't played anybody. You go oh, opponent-adjusted or look at who they played for offenses. Of course this defense is going to look good. Well, I think that's silly to go too far the other way. Like, yes, a bad defense might look good against bad offenses, but a good defense would too. It's the same thing, both 2 way street. So I think this defense is better than, than some of these people shitting on it think. But at the same time, I'm I'm a realist. I don't think it's the best defense in the league, nor will it be at the end of the season. So I was more than happy to back a much better defense. I, I you know, You're not going to see anything like we saw against Dallas. Dallas is a sieve. Dallas was getting smoked eight ways from Sunday, every which way, deep, short, running game. People were wide open. Indy can keep things in front of them. Uh, that said, if if Leonard and Leonard's hurt, he's not playing. We see a couple of these other injuries continue to go. I can buy out of this, and say I have a cute middle if I really want. I guess, but I could buy out of this for virtually nothing, and that might be the way to go because Cleveland's a good team. So, um, I like I like how you could play against them though if the defense steps up and you go ball control with Indy running the ball, long drives keep that offense off the field. That's a good way to beat them. But at the same time, I can see the points for Cleveland backers in this one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Cleveland's been very, very lucky in terms of turnover. Uh, luck. Not just where, not just when they've gotten them, but where on the field it set them up. Um, and that, that added in the same breath as Indy's defense is going to regress. Well, So is Brown's turnover luck. Yeah. Um, you know, factually, the Browns' passing offense is average. Actually, the Browns' passing defense is below average. The Colts' passing offense is above average. The Colts, uh, you know, so in terms of all of the passing game matchup check marks, everything favors Colts. The Colts' passing defense is elite so far. Xavier Rhodes, do you think he was hurt last year? Do you think he was having some kind of weird personal thing going on? I don't know because he's playing he's playing he's playing really well and two years ago we were singing his
0: praises. He was a high draft pick. he was very good from the get-go. he was great like shutdown great at times against some high end high end wide receivers so perhaps i it wouldn't break my heart to see him play good, good again. I like the guy
1: cornerbacks are weird man. Remember when like Daryl Rivas went the really to the
0: cornerbacks, you ever man. see what's going on in the dollar so, bill?
1: are so weird, man. One year, Daryl Rivas is like the best of all time. And then he goes to Tampa and he can't defend anyone. Like, no, there is, there's a weird system, um, you know, system related impact. And just kind of overall, uh, you know, how is the overall system set up and who are the other pieces around you that I think affect perception of cornerbacks. Um, because it, you know, their 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 quality of play changes so dramatically from year to year. It's very tough uh, to figure out who's good and who's not. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But right now, I've, I've, every every piece of data I have on Xavier Rhodes is that he's good. Rhodes closed again, <laughs> so go figure. You know, you could you know you could use a good Xavier Rhodes right now. Your Minnesota Vikings, yeah, <laughs> especially this week. Especially this week, they could use a good Xavier. How does
0: this game set, set up for you? Minnesota? Yeah. It sets up that they have a bad secondary, but the offense is figuring stuff out. So both teams should score. And let's see what the to 50. Fucking seven and a half. Wow. <laughs> All right. So let's uh on, Over, to, ch- on to yeah. On to Chargers New Orleans. No, that's uh that's a high total. But uh, again, oh, yeah. you're to get you gonna get in the way of that. Uh, the the way the secondary has played for Seattle—that's the there was a you you named it the Matt Stafford thesis when I brought it up. Like, is this Seattle secondary going to be the reason Russell Wilson finally gets his MVP award? Because he is not—it's the opposite of what we talked about in the Baltimore game, where they they ethered Washington early, got out to a you know. 15 21 point lead 14 21 point lead makes more sense with the way they score things in this league. But in uh, how we kind of see the going against Cincinnati, same thing, just get out to a lead, coast to the end, get on to the next week where you play another, you know, a more competitive game or something. You know, the, this is a one and three team. That should be how it is. It should be how it is every week for this team. This offense is clicking right now, but the defense is so rough. The secondary is so beatable. They're getting scorched up and down by basically anyone who's playing them. And, yes, they've played some good offenses, some teams that have scored some points in other games. But the way Minnesota's offense is starting to ascend here, it feels like the same kind of thing where you know it doesn't matter what Russell does. Minnesota going to pull within eight, like six times during this game, and he's going to be forced to. They're not going to be able to just, oh, let's run the ball and get this game over with. They're just going to have to keep scoring. Um, I'm fine laying the points. I think they do keep it Minnesota at arm's length. Like it, it, this is another one where I can't make the, you know, Minnesota traveling here to Seattle night game. I, you know, it doesn't matter if there's no fans. You have the virtual fans. The virtual 12s will be fine. And is there? there's no fans in Seattle, right? No. I'm trying to think of the stadiums that let them. No, no fans. No. Um, Miami's but the Miami or the Florida governor DeSantis says like that they can have all 62,000 if they want. And the, even the Dolphins are like, no, like that's, that's <laughs> not a good idea. We're we're not be that, we're But right. yeah, the you know, we're obviously not you're not. That. This would be such a what would, the, would you make this line different if there are fans on a Sunday night game in Seattle? Do you think there'd be a bump? Uh. Do you think people are betting? Do you think people with influence are? Are saying this number maybe you know it should it should be bigger or the opposite of that? Like they're they're hesitant because they don't get that Seattle at night, huge crowd noise. There's something to say I for Rattler. I I do think it's possible. Yeah, I mean it no, sucks think it's it sucks possible. you lose that, but at the same oh, time, especially still.
1: especially especially the way that they match up against a team like Minnesota, where if there was you know if you could if you could disrupt the offensive line a little bit and get after Kirk Cousins. Uh, well, I think we, I feel like we saw that last year in primetime. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins did fine for a lot of that game, but he eventually folded. Uh, yeah, a lot of that was because of the crowd.
0: So, so
1: yeah. Plus, Kirk middle, Cousins is Kirk Cousins. So.
0: Seattle, Seattle minus seven over 58, Minnesota team total over. Kirk Cousins interceptions over. Mm. Even against bats. I'm just kidding. Don't play that. But. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a big total. I'd lean if I had to play it again. Kind of theme of the week. Seattle. I, I can't make this number seven, no matter how I twist it. Let's let's say with travel and home field, even if you only make it one and a half, in what world are we saying Minnesota's five, five and a half points worse? Like I what side what side of the zero do you have Minnesota on right now? If you're not using the priors heavily? Yeah, I'm minus two. Yeah. It's on the other side of zero, and Seattle certainly isn't a three. No, they're a five. Yeah, this Easily. is this should be on five the other side of seven. This is a bet I made. You can find yeah. some cheap ass sevens still. There's a there's a spendy six at Pinnacle or six and a half at Pinnacle if you want it.
1: It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, look ahead for this game was minus nine. So what happened?
0: I have no <laughs> clue.
1: Because Seattle's I getting do. guys back in the secondary.
0: Yeah, Minnesota. They Minnesota looked good on offense. I, that's the only case he can make, I guess.
1: I mean, should they even have won that game
0: against Houston? No. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, the coach, the coach got fired. Like that's how bad <laughs> really? that was. Like they should have lost by ten points. Yeah, the play calling yeah. was just wild from yeah. Houston. So no, I I think yeah, this off this defense is going to get ethered. Minnesota will be able to score, but I don't think they stay within it. So. Oh, hmm. uh, anything else before we hit the? N- no, d- I agree with talking, you on that. I like to talk the, Monday night or Are we going to save that nah, one? Now we
1: saved that for Sunday. Yeah, let's I don't have any guts today. on it anyway. But another one yeah, where we'll I kind of thinking of favorites today. not long enough.
0: Closing thoughts. Um, <sighs> let's hope these Corona cases stay isolated. Ooh, yes, please. I don't need that in my life. That makes my whole morning sad when I read about all these cases. And then also, fuck you, Tennessee. Not the state. I'm sure there's plenty of nice people. I got family there, but Jesus, guys, what are you doing? Breaking protocol. You're going to get in trouble. Like you're, you're screwing up things. Just listen to the rules. My God, you get, you're gonna, I t- I joked with uh, Frank earlier about that. His wife's a vet, and I said, well, and he works from home essentially. He's a basement dweller because he just handicaps football or you know baseball really. And I said, what's the worst case scenario if you get COVID? They shut down a local veterinary office because you give it to your wife. Maybe a couple other people in your small town get it. Like, uh, what's the absolute worst case, you know, outside of somebody dying? Don't let's not make it morbid. And he's like, Yeah, I said, Well, the worst case for some of these assholes in the NFL, if they go screw around and they get this and we don't follow protocol, is we shut down a multi billion dollar industry. Like, let's not screw around with, don't screw around with my football. Yeah. For real. For real, and and All everyone right. else. Like, nobody should. You don't want veterinary office to shut down. Don't, no. don't, don't be reckless either way. No matter what the consequences are. I think that's good advice. Unless you're young, like I was reckless when I was young. I'm not going to tell you not to do stupid shit. <laughs> i should be a multi-type felon. We'll leave that for another episode. <laughs> let's talk. We didn't Next
1: have a secret scope play.
0: Oh no. A team total. <laughs> we didn't really have 100%. We didn't really, nothing those are kind of organic. Nothing really came yeah. to uh I mean who's our favorite offense? We had, was uh, Seattle's team total gonna be like thirty-five. Yeah, you can't play that. You can't play that. That's a tough one, even though they probably hit I mean, it. Can't play that. No, nothing nothing this week. It's not if it, if it doesn't come think, organically. Oh, come. Hold on, hold on. hold on. hold on. Hold on a second. Um,
1: what about Tampa Bay
0: on Thursday Night Football? 22. Super. Horrible. Just get it out of the way right away. Probably hits at halftime. We can gloat at halftime when it's like 24 nothing. Am I missing something about that? The Bears' defense isn't terrible. They're getting some guys back. Like uh, The other one
1: that stuck out to me was the Rams, but I laid the points with the Rams. Should we have just bet the team total?
0: So that would be 22 and a half plus three and a half, 26, 20. Yeah. I want that one. Rams. Rams LA team Rams. total. It's a secret scope play. Secret secret team total play. You made it an hour and 40 minutes, Steve. You deserve We're
1: it. Playing over 26 and a half on the LA Rams. Yes. I love that. I love that one. Love it. Love it. Can't keep Jared Goff down two weeks in a row. Not in this NFL. <laughs> now that holding is legal, he's good to go.
0: He's solid. All right, cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you like the uh, the timestamps. So you can.
1: Oh, you know what the other one we should have considered was more carefully? What's that? Bengals team total under.
0: I, I said that during the. Do you like that I one better?
1: It? Do you like that one better or
0: do you like Rams better? We got to decide. This is tough. Like what if both. somebody already turned it off and they aren't hearing this part or they skipped ahead and now they're listening to 99% Invisible? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, well, let me. Well, my my one book puts them up already. So. Yeah. Take a look at. Take a look Baltimore's at. Both off the, the board. Time. We can't make it. We can't do it. Shit. It's off the board. Ah, shit. What would it be?
1: 51 minus 13. So no 25 and, 15, and a half minus 19. It's gonna be like 19. Oh, that's a that's a that's a big ask.
0: No, I'm yeah, on. Uh, Rams over. Rams over. Okay, All right. <clears throat> done, done, and done. All right. Best of luck this week.